Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to Pirates Talk. My guest today knew very little English when he came to Seton Hall, but by the time he left, not only had he established himself as a standout on the court, but he had become a standout in the classroom, twice being named the Big East Scholar-Athlete of the Year. A native of Lithuania, Arturis Karnishevis helped lead Seton Hall to four straight NCAA tournament appearances from 1991 to 1994. He was the 1994 Haggerty Award winner as the Metropolitan Area's top player. He won two Olympic bronze medals playing for Lithuania in 1992 and 1996 and spent eight years playing in Europe before embarking on a management career in the NBA that has included stints in the league office and with three teams, including the Chicago Bulls, where he was named executive vice president of basketball operations last April. And that's where I caught up with the 2008 Seton Hall Athletics Hall of Fame inductee as we discuss the current NBA environment with all the COVID safety protocols in place, his time at the hall where he met his wife, and the KGB. Yep, the former Soviet Union secret police are part of our chat as well. Arturis, thank you so much. As we were saying just before we came on, uh, given all the demands on your time, new position in Chicago, pandemic, return to play for the NBA. Time is precious, but I'm very grateful that you've allowed me to spend some time with you. What has this period of time been like for you? Oh, it's been crazy. I think that's not, uh, you know, it's it's a dream job and probably not the situation that you want to, you know, joining the organization during pandemic. Um a lot of restrictions. I mean, I, I was hired in April. Um, didn't get to Chicago uh, probably until June. Um, a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of uh, phone calls, uh, staying in touch with players and staff and try to evaluating uh, all the departments and uh, what's need, what needs to be done. Uh, it's It was challenging, uh, but again, here we are um, in the season right now and uh, already uh, played nine games. So it's it's exciting just to uh, uh, start uh, the season again. Very much so. And, and on my side, the hockey side, we're thrilled that we're about to begin again. It will be different, but it's better than sitting on the sidelines. So let's go and let's deal with whatever issues come up. What's been the biggest challenge that you faced because of everything that's going on? Well, I think I think that you know even even uh, you know uh, when I go on trips uh, with the team, it's 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 you know the basketball becomes a little bit secondary. You know, it's about protocols, it's about uh, testing in the morning, and then uh, waiting for results before we can get on the floor and have a practice or a pregame shoot around, and that doesn't work out. You know, it's just the logistical issues. What leads for us to get on the floor um you know basketball becomes secondary those are the challenges and how do you keep uh group engaged um you know you constantly preach you know being comfortable being uncomfortable uh to our team so but the guy has been uh, really good and uh, coaching staff has done a great job to keep them engaged. Well, that is great news and continued success. This conversation will focus now primarily on Seton Hall and your time there, but you know we may veer off into some other subjects along the way. But you talked about challenges, 
And I'm thinking that there's something that unites you with all the other people who sit in your same seat, but for other teams. It's a love for basketball. It's a drive to success. It's a a view of how a modern franchise should be run or a franchise run in modern times, however you want to look at it. But I would bet there is absolutely no one who faced the same challenge you did in terms of coming to America. This involves a time that thankfully no longer exists. But in the old Soviet Union system, of which Lithuania was a part of, you had to wait for the KGB to sign off on you coming to America. I guarantee that puts you in the most unique position in the National Basketball Association. Can you tell us a little bit about those times? Well, I, you know, I was uh, pretty young, uh, 18 years old and pretty ignorant in terms of details. Those details were flowing back uh, later, uh, I was finding out, uh, what it took to actually get to America and, you know, uh, play college ball and, you know, all this stuff. So, I mean, technically I was the first, uh, Soviet athlete actually play college basketball. So, you know, so it, it took, uh, it took some time, um, but I'm, you know, all those challenges that I had to go through, you know, uh, getting to the States, um, you know, scene hall became my second home, uh, getting education, um, at scene hall university and, uh, and then go, you know, once, once I got my degree and just going on, uh, to Europe and having eight years of, uh, professional basketball, uh, you know, then returning back to the States and starting my career post, uh, you know, post basketball, um, you know, so it's, it's been challenging. Uh, but again, you know, I don't know where I got that drive from, but, but it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. So as you're making this decision or your parents are allowing you to come to the United States because you wanted to pursue your passion, and I certainly understand that. And I know some of your fellow countrymen, Sharunas Marshallonis in particular, was like, hey, we got this good young kid here. Uh, We got to make sure he gets out so he doesn't get buried in the system and gets a chance. So clearly people were on your side. But what did you... Like, what did you know about where you were coming? Uh, how much of a say did you have in, okay, I'll lead you where you want, but I hope there's a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Well, well, accidentally, I saw Seen Hall uh, play in the Final Four. So I knew of Seen Hall, uh, you know, before it was coming, but I also played um, – with Soviet Union junior team, we played friendly games in the United States. We had 11 games that we traveled all over America and played high school all-stars. So that's how I got exposure and that's how Sean Hall saw me play. And then later, obviously, Shrunas Marcellonis left uh, to play in Golden State Warriors. And at the same time, I was pursuing my dream and try to play college ball. And he helped me a ton. So that's how transition happened. You know, again, until, until it actually happened, <laughs> I, you know, I had my doubts, but once it happened, it was surreal. And, you know, and again, you know, just uh, playing my freshman year and what was going on politically, you know, Lithuania getting 
you know, freedom and being as a separate country. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff was going on during freshman year. So basketball was my escape. Um, and obviously Seton Hall was my second home. What was your reaction when you first stepped on the campus, when you saw that little campus that I love and you've come to love uh, in South Orange? Well, I didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> it must have looked like a Garden of Eden, right? <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's like it was a paradise for me. And, you know, you know I, I was not recruited by anybody else because, you know, you didn't know if it was possible. You know, it was, you know, at that time, Lithuanian or Soviet, you know, athlete never done it before. So for me, it was like, is this actually happening? So and, you know, I've never seen other college campuses. So for me, Seton Hall was great. It was, it was perfect. It was smaller. It was felt like family. So, and you made an impact right away, but English clearly was not your first language. In fact, you knew very little (laughs) coming to the States. So my goodness, what a transition. Uh, How did the learning of English come about? So my first year, you know, in the States, I was watching, you know, a lot of TV shows and I, you know, learned more like a street slang versus, uh, you know, uh, book English. Uh, So it took me a while. So when I was a freshman, um, I was sitting in uh, in the history class and, you know, everybody's taking notes and I'm struggling taking notes, you know, and I was, you know, embarrassed that I'm going through, you know, this adversity, you know, so I said, look, I will never feel this way again. So my freshman year, I took a ton of classes that, you know, as a English, as a second language to learn, you know, language to, you know, to use, you know, to, in in order to graduate. So, so my first year, I focused so much on, you know, taking English reading, English writing, as a second language. So by my sophomore year, I had control over language. So I was able to, to uh, take English one and English two and uh, so forth and so on. So, but uh, it was a struggle first year. I took uh, most of my classes. I took math uh, because I was good at it. And, you know, by the end of my freshman year, they said, you can't take any more math classes because, <laughs> because you, you, you gotta then either, you know, take it as your major or, uh, pick your other major. So I, I chose economics. I finished business school in economics. So that, that was my, that was my major, but, uh, math helped me to keep my grades up, um, until I, you know, learned English. Yeah, well, and from that drive and determination, you wound up being a two-time Big East Scholar Athlete Award winner in your final two years on campus. So on the court, what was it like? It was a golden era for Seton Hall. They had just recently come off a Final Four appearance, as you mentioned. Going to the NCAA tournament was an accepted part of Seton Hall's life at that time. What was that first year like for you? Uh it was a blur. <laughs> there were so many things, like I said, you know, academically coming at me, but the basketball was a refuge for me. So that was easy for me um, because, you know, I played on a high level uh, prior to coming to Seton Hall and, you know, I played on these junior teams and, you know, um, 
so I played with 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 a lot of good players. So when I came as a freshman, for me it was a little bit easier in terms of, you know, I've seen a lot of basketball by then. So adjustment was uh, pretty easy. Um, and uh, you know, to go to my from you know my freshman year uh, to final eight uh, in Seattle and. And, you know, the team that we finished that year playing against was in UNLV um, in a dome. So that was really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it was as uh, Seton Hall got very far in that tournament. Could you have gone a little farther or do you think that team went as far as it could? Was was I'm trying to think back to that time. And was it just UNLV that day was better or was Seton Hall? Oh, no, no question. I mean, they had, you know, Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman. Greg Anthony, you know, all those guys that actually four of them went uh, in the first round of uh, NBA draft. I think, uh, I think uh, one game prior we played Arizona, we surprised Arizona. Uh, so I think we, you know, uh, we maxed out. I think at the half we were losing only by three, by three points. Uh, so we battled that game as well. But at the end, you know, he was better. Twice when you were at the Hall, they won the Big East Conference Tournament. That year, they won. You beat Georgetown in the final. Then a couple of years later, you beat Syracuse in what is still the largest margin of victory in a Big East Tournament Championship game. Which of those two stand out more? Or or which memories do you take out of those two highlight victories in Seton Hall history? Well, you know, obviously, freshman year is special. So, you know, and we had you know, good leadership with, you know, Oliver Taylor and Anthony Avent. Uh, I thought that was really special going into NCAA tournament, uh, after, you know, winning the big East tournament. That was great. Um, you know, and then obviously the second championship was good just because of margin of victory and how dominant we were, um, uh, going into NCAA tournament, uh, which which was actually pretty disappointed because I thought we we had one of the best teams, um, you know, in Seen Hall. So so you know, both both memories are great, um, but I think the freshman year is the one that gave us that confidence uh, to be more successful in the NCAA tournament. Any other on court victories or games that you recall when talking about your time at the Hall? I think there's many, um, um, but but again, my for me the best memories for me is playing in Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden. I think that's the time that I really enjoyed um, and uh, cherished. You met your wife at Seton Hall. How did you two meet? Uh, I was a junior; she was a freshman. Uh, you know, we we met early. I think in a year. Um, and, you know, and uh, even uh, when I graduated and uh, went to play pro, uh, we stayed in touch, um, got engaged in uh, actually uh, at, at Olympics uh, in Athens, up to in Athens, in, uh, in Atlanta, um, and, uh, and then got married in 97 and got married in Seen Hall Chapel. So it was a special memory for me. Was it love at first sight? Uh, <laughs> I, w- I would say so. Uh, I mean, we've been now, you know, together 
um, for 28 years. So yes, and the, j- just uh, just the thought that you know I found my wife uh, in Seen Hall. Uh, it makes Seen Hall even more special for me. Uh, absolutely understood. A um, couple of more things, and then and then we'll let you go. You talked about having to learn street English and you know watching TV and what have you versus book English. And I'm laughing as you're saying that because, uh, as I mentioned to you before we began this recording, uh, I interviewed Adrian Griffin not too long ago, and he said, you know, I my dad's a pastor, and I came to Seton Hall and. You know, PJ has a way of talking to you, right? (laughs) And I think anyone who's been around PJ, oh my goodness. And I love the man. I know you do. And anyone who's been in his circle for a half a second understands what we're talking about. But, you know, he can be blunt. So you're, you're learning the street language. You got it on TV and you got it in person too, didn't you? (laughs) <laughs> yes, so his uh, his language actually fit in my street language very well, <laughs> but but it was challenging my freshman year to actually understand because I was looking at teammates and a lot of coaching staff is like trying to understand what he was saying. So, uh, yeah, so it was it, it was uh, interesting experience, uh, but you know at the end of the day, you know PJ was really good to me and. Uh, and uh, for four years, I was able to to start for him. So, and and we had pretty good success there uh, during that time. I think we all have a lot of time and a lot of love for PJ and what he, uh, who he is, and what he meant to Seton Hall. Uh, who do you do? You st- Obviously, your role enables you to stay in contact with people. I mean, Adrian's an assistant coach at Toronto, et cetera. You see guys coming around the league announcing games or or what have you. Uh, who have you most stayed in contact with from your teammates during those four years? Well, I think. Um I think Jerry, uh, Jerry Walker is the one that I keep in touch with. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I, I see a AG one, you know, time to time. And we had a great experience in 2014 working for USA basketball and kind of, uh, you know, reconnected again, uh, during that time. Uh, and I really enjoyed, uh, you know, in, you know, the world championships in Spain to be part of it and obviously to be on the side of AG helping out. So it was, so those two mainly uh, keep in touch with. Do you speak much with or see Robin Cunningham at all? Well, Robin, I see, you know, just once in a while, uh, but she's special to me. Um, uh, I don't think I would graduate without her. I think she, she was a huge part of, you know, my learning process and, uh, you know, planning the, you know, which classes to take and obviously how to survive my, uh, freshman year, uh, learning the language and, uh, taking all those, you know, uh, math classes and all this stuff. And she had a huge impact on my career. So, you know, I asked you about her, but oftentimes it comes up when I'm speaking with someone that they bring it up. Adrian brought her name up. Jerry Walker brought her name up. Other athletes that I've had on have brought her name up as being so supportive, instrumental in getting through those years. Uh, she challenged you. She supported you. And she's just an all-time Setonian. There's no question about it. What, what a great asset she has been over the years. No, she's absolutely a gift to mentoring and teaching profession. 
I think she she's done an unbelievable job over the years, and I, I'm sure a lot of athletes can tell the same story. But she had a huge impact on me and uh, my four years in college. Because of your job, you may not get a chance to watch Seton Hall as much or follow as much. Maybe maybe I should have asked it differently. Do you get I a do. chance? Yeah, I was going to say. Do, do I, you? What do you think about this year's team? I, well, I do. I I, I think you know it, it leads to I think. College season is like uh, NBA season right now. I think it's up and down. Uh, you don't know what it goes into uh, to prepare for those games, you know, from travel perspective to protocols and all this stuff. But, um, you know, by having Billy Donovan, who actually went to Providence, so, you know, the the last game we actually watched together and that uh, close game that ended in overtime, it was uh, <laughs> quite a disappointing for me, but we watched together and, uh, you know, he's a Providence grad. I'm seeing all grads. So it's, you know, uh, Big East is uh, with us right now. Hopefully he didn't take you for too much. That was a tough loss. No question. <laughs> no no doubt about it. Hey, no, he was really good about it. <laughs> yeah, but he'll let you know. There's no doubt about that. Hey, do you still have um, the tie-dye shirts? From your yes, t- I do. Yeah. yes, I do. What, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I still I still have that uh, tank top that I was wearing uh, stepping on the uh, you know when we were during the medal ceremony in uh, 1992. So I keep that. It's uh, it's a great memory. What what a moment, right? Lithuania is a brand new country. The Grateful Dead help you uh, finance that trip because the country was just trying to get on its feet, and here you are finally breaking free from the grasp of the Soviet Union, the old system. And a bronze medal, it, it, it was better than gold in some ways, I'd imagine. Yes. I mean, uh, we just played actually uh, Dallas uh, Mavericks uh, at home in Chicago, and I got a chance to catch up with Donnie Nelson, who was uh, on a coaching staff. And uh, he was obviously you know, the, the contact and why we had Grateful Dead and supporting us and you know in in all this creation of those shirts you know so we were reminiscing um you know 20 years later uh what a great experience that just fabulous uh last few things that i do promise uh what's uh remus calcanus doing these days uh, a fellow lithuanian who followed you to the hall do you he's know? uh he's retired i kind of you know text back and forth a little bit sometimes he's, he has his own foundation um, I was actually scheduled to play in his golf tournament, you know, that he had in, in, in Chicago, but pandemic actually, actually did not allow that to happen. So I, uh, yeah, we, we, once in a while, we'll still keep in touch. That's nice to hear. And lastly, and I promise, can you sum up what the connection with Seton Hall means to you? I think we understand in hearing you talk about it throughout this conversation, but just sum up what it's been about for you. I, I mentioned seeing all as being second home to me and uh, comfort place um, that, you know, that during, you know, during that time in the early 90s, uh, uh, what was going on in uh, Lithuania and uh, in Europe, the changes and, you know, it, it represents probably family, I would say. And the fact that I, you know, that I met my wife there, uh, that's special. Um, we christened our son there, 
you know, so that chapel is visited. You know, we visited that chapel a lot of times. So it's it's a special place for me. And you have a special place in Seton Hall history, both on the court and off. Thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. And good luck with the Chicago Bulls the rest of the way. Thank you, Matt. And that will wrap things up for this edition of Pirates Talk. Thanks again to Arturis Karnishevis for his time. The bond between he and the hall is obvious. Pirates Talk is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I invite you to rate the show, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. And if you do drop a note, I will mention your name on an upcoming show. Special thanks as always to Pat Christensen, the sound engineer of the program and the writer and performer of the Pirates Talk theme. And thanks to you for your company. It's very much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Matt Lachlan. Be safe, be well, and let's go Pirates!